My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is not with me. He's probably sleeping by now. It is late in the night here in Denver, Colorado. UFC Fight Night 139. The Korean Zombie versus Rodriguez is in the books. The UFC's 25th anniversary show was a smashing success. Unbelievable entertainment. Good card all the way around. But man, just finished off in incredible fashion. The main event, the co-main event were spectacular. When you walk out the door on a high like that, you're always going to have good memories. Yair Rodriguez stepping in on short notice, replacing Frankie Edgar, taking on Chan Song Jung, and these two guys went to absolute war. Fantastic fight. I mean, you're talking about a fight of the year type candidate, and as far as I'm concerned, I think probably the knockout of the year is is locked up at this point. I mean, unbelievable finish from Yair Rodriguez. The, the 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 just the technique itself, just the way the fight was finished itself would be enough to make it a knockout of the year. I mean, we don't see that technique. How many hundreds and thousands of fights have we watched and not seen a fight finished in that way? And then you add in the fact that it was with one second left on the clock. And then you add in the fact that Yair Rodriguez was down on the cards. Two judges had it 3-1 to one heading into that fifth round. One judge did have it even 2-2. Two, two. But at best, Yair Rodriguez was looking at losing a split decision if one more second ticks off the clock. Instead, he gets a stunning knockout finish. A, a, a knockout so sneaky that most most media that I talked to admitted that they didn't really see it at first. You know, It wasn't until the replay that they realized exactly what had landed and how it had landed. And of course, Paul Felder, as amazing as a job as, as he's been doing as uh, an analyst for the UFC, uh, he thought it was a headbutt at first. He thought it was a headbutt that ended the fight. Instead, it was that beautiful elbow from Yair Rodriguez, and Yair deserves all the credit in the world. <sighs> Man, it is hard to frame exactly what he accomplished here. A guy that was briefly out of the UFC. <laughs> Think about that. Was out of the UFC. And then he steps in on short notice. Says he was eating a burger and drinking a beer when he got the call. <laughs> uh, has to go to altitude. Has to take on the Korean zombie who showed you absolutely why that's his nickname. Man, did he look tough as nails tonight. And Yair Rodriguez battles through all that, scores this rousing last-second knockout win, and he's back. He is back just like that. I, I, I am just so impressed by this performance. You know, I, I said if you listened to the, to the show earlier this week, you know, when this fight was first announced, I don't know, it, it didn't do it for me. It, it just didn't do it for me. And I know that may sound weird because these are two exciting names. But I don't know, just Yair coming off a short notice, I, I didn't know what kind of shape he was going to be in, how he was going to be able to perform. And I was a little concerned. I was a little concerned. But in speaking to him this week, man, I really do believe mentally he seems to be in an incredible place right now. Um, he, he seems to 
just have let all the bad things slip by him and, and, and learned life lessons that I think are going to you know allow him to to flourish. And the guy has unbelievable talent. My God, so creative, so fun. The way he was moving in there, it was fun. It was vintage. It was what we expect from Yair Rodriguez. It was fun to watch, but he was definitely taking some damage. Chan Sung Jung looked incredible as well. He had the layoff as well. And he looked phenomenal. I mean, neither one of these guys takes a step back in my book. They both take a step forward. These featherweights are going to be around for a while. You just can't say enough about this. I, we're, it's it's an all-time classic fight. It is an all-time classic fight. And it happened as the main event of the 25th anniversary card. You can't beat that. It was a fun card. Love the presentation night, right? I mean, did, did how did you not enjoy those vintage graphics that they had, the vintage package? I, I did think that uh, I wish they'd have gone all in on it. I was talking to uh, Casey Lydon from, from MMA Fighting. Him and I were sitting together uh, tonight in the press room working working side by side a lot. And I think we both kind of thought the same thing, that um, I don't want to say they half-assed the graphics and stuff like that. I mean, there were still some of the current graphic packages to go along with the, with the vintage ones. So it would have been kind of cool if the whole broadcast was vintage. But I dug it, man, from from the logo on the canvas to, you know, the, just like I said, the way all the video presentations looked and everything. I, I, thought, it, I thought it made for... A fun card, man. I thought it really did. I thought it. I thought it. I thought it made you know for the, to have that feel. You know, I, I don't know. Hopefully, they don't trash it I, again. Kind of like I said, I, I thought maybe they should bring it back in November. Uh, you know, the the old school logo. Maybe, maybe they can bring back the old school graphics packages once a year or something like that. So, um, I thought it was fun. I thought that was cool, and I was glad that the UFC did that. I still do feel like they missed the ball a little bit, um, or dropped the ball and missed the mark. <laughs> I think they, I, I think you know they could have done more in terms of 25th anniversary celebration. It sounds like honestly it was just budget cutbacks kind of changed things uh, along the way. You know they they originally started with something big and it just kind of got pared down, pared down, pared down. So I thought that was a little bit of a miss, but um, I'm glad for the, for the little things they did do. So um, did not get to speak with Yair Rodriguez or Chan Sung Jung after the fight. Unfortunately, they both were transported. Uh, to the hospital uh, for for precautionary reasons. Uh, I just tweeted out a little bit right before uh, set down to start recording this that uh, I, I was told by USC officials that uh, Korean Zombies CT scan was negative um, and that he is expected to be released from the, the hospital shortly. Uh, Yaya Rodriguez also had some scans, and as as we sit here now, um, they're still waiting on those results. So they may come in while we're kind of recapping the card here, but. Um, I mean, you I, I, you kind of knew during, I mean, in fact, I even turned to Casey and, and said, you know, about, I think we might've been in the third round at that point. I was like, you know what, I, no matter who wins, I bet we don't get to see either one of these guys tonight. So, uh, you know, damage for sure. Um, and then you add in the altitude as well and the exhaustion and the dehydration and all that. So no surprise that both those guys were transported to the hospital, but it sounds like they're okay. Um, you know, Yair was was uh, you could see him just collapsing after that victory. Man, he was exhausted, and it turns out maybe he broke a foot as well. So, um, just just crazy stuff, man. Yair Rodriguez is back. What a way to announce your return. And um, you know, I was talking last night after after the after uh, weigh-ins and that sort of stuff. I was, I was hanging out with uh, Brett Okamoto, ESPN's Brett Okamoto, and I said, "Listen, man, I, I had a really good feeling about Yair this week, and I, I, I you know, I, I thought Chan Sung Jung would probably win the fight just because I thought maybe it would be too much 
for Yair to, to overcome, to step in on this short notice. But um, I did get a good feeling. I'm telling you that the vibe that he's given, um, I, I think we're about to see him really come into his own. I really do feel like as he was developing uh, in his first run before he lost to Frankie Edgar that uh, you know, he was getting uncomfortable and the hype and the pressure and, and all those things are starting to add up a little bit. And I think he's over that now. So I think we're going to see a spectacular run from Yair Rodriguez. I'm totally down with the fight with Zabit Magomedsharipov. Uh, the the style of these two, everybody wants to see it, man. Everybody wants to see that fight. Uh, I did see Zabit tweeting or Maybe it was his manager, Ali Abdelaziz, tweeting. But but basically uh, saying, you know, sh- should I take this fight or should I move on? And Yair, for his part, he told me earlier this week, like, listen, I'll fight him if everybody wants me to fight him, if the UFC wants me to fight him. I just don't think he deserves to fight me yet. You know, I feel like I've been around longer. I've accomplished more. Um, and I feel like Zabit needs to do a little bit more to to, to face me. And, uh, you know, I, I see where he's coming from. I it, it is true. You know, Yair has done more. He has more experience. He's done more things. But... I just that stylistic matchup between those two would just be phenomenal. So I think everybody would like to see the fight, but um, you know maybe, maybe it's not the time just yet. Those guys are both you know gonna have several years. There's there's no question about it. But um, man, Yair is, is going to get some meaningful fights. There's no question about that. And Chan Sung Jung will too, man. Chan Sung Jung will too. Uh, he looked great and and he matters and he's relevant and. Uh, He's back. So, phenomenal main event there. Just can't say enough about it. It's going to be on a lot of lists, man. You you could even say comeback of the year for Yair Rodriguez. I mean, he was one second away from losing the fight. One second away from losing the fight. Unbelievable. Donald Cowboy Cerrone picked up a submission win over Mike Perry in the co-main event. And, uh, you know, this was maybe not quite the exact fight that everybody was expecting to see, but... Um, I don't think you could you could be disappointed one bit, man. Uh, Mike Perry came in just looking like a savage, wild man, <laughs> just looking crazy as ever in there. And uh, and, and Cowboy Cerrone, meanwhile, he's you know kind of laid back and mellow and took it in. You could see as he walked in the venue, taking a little extra second to to look around and get you know get a memory of it all and kissed his baby on the way into the cage. Very very cool. And then was patient, you know, didn't, did not go out there. He said afterwards, you know, uh, the, uh, the idea was to be patient, you know, let Mike Perry kind of tire himself out a little bit and don't try to, don't try to engage too quickly, you know, let that stuff kind of happen and then, um, go from there. So, uh, I thought that was a, a brilliant play. And, and then surprisingly, you know, Mike Perry wanted to take the fight to the ground. Cowboy, uh, had some trouble getting the take down early on. You could see the power with Mike Perry, man. The strength was there. And a Cowboy couldn't get the fight to the ground. And, and it looked like, ooh, this, this might be this might be trouble for old Cowboy. Can't get the fight to the ground. And then Mike decided to take the fight to the ground. Um, was inside control at first. And then uh, got reversed in a smooth little sweep there from, from Donald Cerrone. And then uh, once Cowboy was on the bottom, was able to get a hold of that arm. And... Um, it sounds like, at least according to uh, a tweet from Mike Perry, that the arm might actually be broken. But a uh, phenomenal finish for Donald Cerrone there. Sets all kinds of UFC records with, with, the, uh, with, the, with the performance, with the finish, with the win. I mean, to me, Cowboy's a Hall of Famer, man. He's, he's, to me, he, he's a UFC Hall of Famer already with everything that he's accomplished and everything that he's done. To me, 
he is a UFC Hall of Famer. You know, I think Michael Bisping used to be the one that was the argument, you know, does he belong in the Hall of Fame if he doesn't win a title? Of course, then he won a title. So now, you know, I think that kind of solidifies his case. He's going to be there. But um, to me, uh, Donald Cerrone belongs in the Hall of Fame as well, man. And this was a phenomenal win. Now, Donald Cerrone told us beforehand he wants to go down to 155 after this. He said, look, this is my last fight at, uh, at 170. We're going down to 155. And uh, he said, listen, that's still the plan. And he wants to make a run at the title. And, and uh, you know, in fact, the, the, the UFC has already spoken to him about somebody. They've already given him a name. So um, we'll, we'll guess on that in just a second. But uh, let's take a minute and hear from Cowboy Cerrone after an incredible win that he admits is probably – the uh, the biggest of his career. Cowboy, uh, you've had a lot of a lot of big moments, a lot of big fights, but uh, rank this one, man. Where, where is this one rate out of all of them? Yeah, this is uh, this has got to be the top, right? At home, setting records, holding my boy. That was cool. <laughs> what was the feeling walking in? It looked like you kind of took a second as you were walking in the tunnel to kind of kind of look around a little bit, soak it in, and and, and kind of enjoy the moment. Exactly. Like I said, all week long, just enjoying this whole process, right? If I can say one thing to all those up-and-coming kids, like this is so quickly gone, right? So through my career, I never realized that. Now I'm looking back like, man, I should have enjoyed those moments more. So tonight I was like, yeah, this is this is cool, man, right? So just, just trying to suck it all in, you know, enjoy the whole process of, of this week. What was the feeling there in the fight? I mean, uh, Mike had a couple of, ta- you know, stopped your takedowns a couple of times. Yeah. It looked strong in there. I mean, what, what 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 were you feeling as it was playing out? Well, I knew he was going to be really strong, and he, I, th- I figured he was going to be more explosive that. When he tried to take me down, I was like, yeah, okay, sure, you can have it. I'll give it to you. But um, staying disciplined, you know, for one time, we've this probably, it's crazy I say this, moving away from Winkle John's gym, we actually had a game plan coming into a fight. I've never really had a game plan. So working with my coaches and them being disciplined, like stay calm, stay at the end of his range, you know, and, and let him let him tire out and let him do this, and then we'll come and pick him apart. You know, don't don't just go out there and walk him down like Terminator and try and get your head beat in, right? So it was good and it worked out. Yeah, no doubt. Talk through the submission. I mean, did, did you know you had it right away? Yeah. I mean, it was you had to make some adjustments on it. Yeah, when, once I, I seen the clocks, 30 seconds left, the monitor was right by me. I'm like, oh, I better spin for this armbar, and I did. He should have rolled the other way out of it. I don't know why he didn't, and I was like, gotcha. And so I went belly down. I was just going to take it until the referee pulled me off. So He tweeted after that you broke it. Did you, did you know that it was – could you feel it? I felt it pop before I went belly down. So the rest was just tearing the chicken wing off, yeah. I was taking it home with me. No doubt. Well, I mean, it was pretty spectacular. You said you're going to 155. Yeah, fuck, I hope. I don't know if we could be any more clear about it, can we? You think maybe? <laughs> That's the move. What, what, what yeah, 155, I think. New Year's card would be cool, you know? I don't know. I'll fight on Fight Pass. I don't give a shit. We can, I'll be the first fight of the night. So, well, the paycheck comes in. Oh, yeah, that, that'll come anyways. <laughs> but uh, 155, let's go. Let's make a run. Let's do this. Let's train hard. Let's be focused. Let's go get a motherfucking belt. And you got records now, right? Yeah, we've always had records, but we got a couple more now. It's good. <laughs> you can do that quick, huh? 55? Yeah. I'm 182 right now. That's what I walked in here for fight week, and they asked me, like, what do you weigh? Like, 182. That's just, this is heavy for me. When I'm at 55, usually I'm like 76, 77, right? So, um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm going to have to hire a dietitian, right? For sure, because that last five pounds sucks, but I'm going to do it right. Uh, it's time. It's time to 
Get my ducks in a row. Well, if this is a new cowboy. Uh, no, no, not new. He's, <laughs> he's been here this whole time. Well, okay, yeah. doing some new things, though, right? Caring about Bell a little bit more. But yeah. Are you, is it to the point where you'll give us a name? Because that's something you'll never do. Name. Who I want? Yeah. Don't care. Still Don't care. There. But there is somebody there already came up and told me, so. Who's your clickbait? Son of a bitch. <laughs> if one of you can get me to say it, huh? It's not going to happen, but... Uh, not going to happen? Yeah. So UFC already gave you an idea what they're looking yeah. at? Yeah. And they think, you think you can do it in December? Oh, I don't, they didn't say it. They fucking they told me the who for once in my life first. Uh, I don't know. 55, though? 55. And you like it? It's very exciting. The guy's very exciting. You like it. You all like it. You'll be like, hmm... What about him is so exciting? Hmm. What about this guy is... Can, hmm. can we get three guesses? No. <laughs> no. Hey, no. Cowboy, uh, Perry didn't think you were going to stand with him, and then he tries to take you down. Did that surprise you? It super surprised me. Especially like when he reached in and took a body lock on me, instead of like reaching around and defending, I was like, yeah, just there you have it. There you go. I didn't even... I just crumbled. And uh, when I was inside control, I was waiting for him to... Big elbows, he didn't. He was just like breathing heavy, and I was like, well, I'll just lay here and let him tire out and spin and get guard, and... Yeah, I don't know why he did that. Earlier this week, you said you went over Melvin. was one of the biggest moments of your career. Where does this one stand? Oh, this trumps it, man. I mean, just, man, that place went crazy. You couldn't even hear Bruce Buffer announcing anything, right? It was just so cool to be home, setting records. Set two records tonight, man. It's crazy. It's so cool. And this is your first fight as a father, correct? Yeah, first fight as a father. It was, it was unbelievable, man, for sure. You yelled something. Right when the fight was over, you were yelling. Were you get, yelling for your kid? Or were you get my motherfucking boy. That's what I said. <laughs> I don't even care. And then I was in the shower just now. And I was like, damn, I feel so bad. Like I put my grandma in second place. You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously, I told Lindsay that. I said, man, the first person I called for was my son. Like, maybe I am changing, huh? That's crazy because Dana was like, your grandma's right there. I'm like, get my fucking boy. And I was like, <laughs> so. You walked her out, right? You were, you yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, it's just my grandma. I love her to death. But I mean, my first instinct was like, get, I don't even care. I don't even care he's allowed in here. He's he's a cornerman. Yes, bring him in. We're good, you know? So it, was, it didn't matter to me. What were you thinking of that moment? You just wanted to share the, share the moment with him? Yeah, I just wanted to hold him, man, and kiss him. And fuck, yeah. I don't know. It's a feeling I've never felt in my life, ever. It's crazy. So I'm so judgmental the whole week. Everyone's like, is fatherhood changing? I'm like, you're right. It's lame. And here I am, cliche as shit, talking about <laughs> fatherhood changed me. Was it as soon as he won? Did you just hug your son, or was it like the whole... No, when we were in the back, the guy showed me a picture of him all dressed up, and I was just, I couldn't even fight the tears back, man. I was like back there bawling, like, oh. And I've never, like I said, I've never felt anything like that ever in my life. And then when I walked walked out and I kissed him right before I went in the cage. Like, pff, it didn't matter what Perry had. Like, you're not, no, I'm coming. Here I come. For how much was surrounding this fight, you seemed remarkably composed and calm. Yeah, but that's what went into that? the oldest guy on this card. The oldest guy on the yeah, card? The oldest guy on the card? That's what that is. Years of being in main events and co-main events and years of having all this media attention and hype and build up and so just learning to to just deal with in the immediate right now, right? And not dwell on all this, oh, you're going to set a record, oh, you're, you're fighting for this, you're fighting for that. And just going with the flow, man, enjoying the process, right? So that's kind of what this all, this week really is to me, enjoying the process. So you used to have to work to keep your composure. Now it's just natural. It's instinct. Now. Yeah, it's like, man, exactly, trying to 
almost not stay too calm, right? Like the, my guys are back to like, let's go. Can we can we see a little bit of rev the engine a couple times, please? I'm like, yeah, we're, we're good. So, um, but how about Chalito, man? What a fucking finish. Did you get to watch it? Yeah. Dude, love that kid. He's like my brother. I fucking trained with him so much, so many times. Like, I'm almost more excited for him. Dude, what? Boop. <laughs> Come on. And if one, one more second ticks off the clock, he loses. He was behind on the car. Dude. So that goes one more second, he loses the fight. So, and I, I ran to the cage and they stopped me because I thought I was Khabibing in there and I wasn't. <laughs> I was just trying, I was just trying to get, give him a hug. And then halfway through my hug, I thought, man, I'm going to get blood on my $1,200 jacket, so I might want to step back a little bit. But <laughs> so, yeah. And do you want to see the Winkle John? No, no, he's pretty clear. My, <laughs> my, good, my good friend Mikey handled that for me. Um, yeah, no, they. My grandma went and told Winkle John, should have bet on the dinosaur. You know? Should have bet on the dinosaur. He knows what he did. It's, it's all over money, too. That's the worst part. So, um, it's like he's still not getting paid, is he? It's <laughs> all over money. It's just a joke, man. What'd you think of the old school canvas? So cool. Everything about this is cool to me. This whole, this whole process, this whole journey, this whole moment, man, and setting records. Look at this. Right? Come on. Couldn't have dreamt it any better. Fuck yeah. All right, so Cowboy Cerrone with the uh, impressive win, to say the least. Record-breaking. And, uh, man, you know, listen, if you, if you listened to the road show before, I, I'm a Cowboy homer. There's no doubt about that. So, um, you know, I, to me, you know, just always been one of my favorite fighters. But uh, I thought this was a phenomenal performance. It was a little worried that Mike Perry, the strength and the power, was just going to prove to be too much. But, uh, man, Cerrone's uh, submission game, always a little something to worry about as well. And, uh, he was he was certainly pretty slick there. So let's put some guesses in on this, on this, on this opponent. I mean, <sighs> two, two names kind of jump out at me. And it's, it's Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje. Those are the two names that jump out at me. Um, I do believe that Tony Ferguson is going to face Habib Nurmagomedov next. I don't imagine that uh, that there's going to be a rematch with Conor McGregor. I could be wrong, and of course we still got to get through the you know the whole disciplinary hearings and all that that happens on December 10th. But just looking at the list, the names that stand out to me are Dustin Poirier or Justin Gaethje. Um. Poirier is closer to a title shot. There's no question about that. And we know he wants to make a championship run as well. And I don't know I don't know if Poirier would look at that as a step down. I don't think he would. I mean, Cowboy, I think, is probably one of those guys that it really doesn't matter where he's standing in the rankings. It's a name. You know, it's a signature win if you get it. So I could see Poirier being interested in that. But I could also see him thinking that that's a step back. And that it's not a fight that makes sense for him right now. But, I mean... You know, Nate Diaz isn't exactly highly ranked, and Dustin Poirier was 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 on board for that one. I mean, I know the fighter in Dustin Poirier would certainly be interested in that fight. I mean, he 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 is uh, one of those anybody, anywhere, anytime kind of guys. So it would certainly make sense. But does he look at it as a as as a step down right now? So that's the only thing that concerns me. I know that he is 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 chasing after. Uh, an opportunity to fight for a title, and that might be, uh, you know, uh, uh, again, I don't want to say a step back because it's not, 
But I could see him, you know, looking at the rankings and not being happy with it. But that fight would be fun. <laughs> that fight would be fun, and it would be spectacular, and uh, it would be meaningful, and it would be relevant. And, you know, I mean, those guys have, you know, history dating back to WEC. I mean, these, these are two guys that have been around for a long time. So um, it would be pretty cool to see. I think that's probably the one I'd like to see. Um, but I could see Justin Gaethje maybe making sense as well. I mean, Gaethje's somebody that um, is ranked, and maybe it would make sense for him. So I don't know. Those are two that stand out to me. Um, and, again, that's just guessing. That's, I haven't spoken to anybody about it, but uh, that would be some deductive reasoning on my part. But, anyway, fantastic performance, man. I just – I mean, what a way to end this night. It really – I think everybody there in the building tonight felt like they got their money worth. And, of course, uh, Yair Rodriguez, uh, $100,000 worth of bonus. Got a performance of the night bonus and fight of the night bonus. Uh, of course, the Korean Zombie takes on the other half of that. And then Cowboy, of course, Cowboy took home 50 Gs because that's what he does. Uh, <laughs> those two big fights certainly weren't the only fights that mattered on this card. Um, Jermaine Durandamy picked up a... Uh, decision win pretty comfortable decision win over Raquel Pennington um no no real doubt about the uh the, the results here um Jermaine Durandamy was very very emotional after the win and um you know she revealed that uh, a pretty crazy situation occurred you know that she she broke down in tears right away and, and um well you know what I'll just I, I, I don't want to I don't want to necessarily lay it out first but I'm just here I know a lot of people aren't fans of Jermaine Durandamy. Oh, Jesus, it's late. <laughs> Jermaine Durandamy. Uh, I, I, you know, I saw it online this week for sure, you know, with her back in action, man. The, the the comments and the things that we saw on the website were bad. And, of course, you know, she addressed it earlier when we talked um, earlier in the week about you know, what was happening. But uh, she got very, very emotional very, very quick. And um, let her explain because this is some crazy stuff. All right. Well, just talk about, I mean, the feeling of, of being back in there again after the long layoff and, and getting the victory. I mean, what's, what's the emotion like for you right now? Wow. It's, uh, it's very emotional. I, I try to keep it uh, all together. So when I get in the locker room, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to cry. Um, it's, been a, it's been a roller coaster. It's been a real roller coaster. And No matter what, I'm back. I made it back. And uh, I wanted to finish the fight. It didn't work. Uh, but no matter what, I have a special group behind, a special group of people behind me. And uh, without them, I wouldn't be here. But no matter what, I'm back. I made it back. No matter what everybody says, I'm back. The emotion that, that, that you're battling right now, you know, is it because of those, those doubters or those people that the hate that you receive? Was it, what is the emotion about right now? Well, you know, it's an emotion of a lot of things. It's emotion because I'm glad uh, I got the victory. I'm glad to be back. And um, uh, it hasn't always been easy, you know. Um, with all the doubters, with everybody said, you know, um, there were times I didn't believe I was going to come back. I had a very bad injury, not only my hand, an injury that made it almost impossible for maybe for me never to fight again. And um, a lot of people don't know about it, and I don't want to get into it a lot. But uh, 
I can tell you, I've been, I've been through hell and back, and uh, I'm back, and that's all that matters. I know you say you don't want to get into it a lot, but what, what was it? I mean, can you see what happened? It was, a, it was a, it was a bad injury. Um, uh, I almost was blind. I, uh, I got almost blind, and um, I was blind for a long time, and uh, I have some, uh, I still have some damage, but uh, I'm still back. No matter what people say. Was there an accident or was it? Yeah, something? stupid freak ass accident. <laughs> it was a freak ass accident. Well, I kicked the ball and the ball came back in my eyeball and it damaged my nerve and uh, it made me blind for a long time. And um, I still have nerve damage, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still have nerve damage. And uh, up to uh, two weeks ago, it was still unsure if the doctors were going to clear me to fight here in the United States. I was cleared in, in, in the Netherlands. And, but it wasn't clear here in the United States. And nobody knows about this. My team knows about this. My close friends know about this. And, uh, you know, so it's not like it, it was nothing. It was, it, was a, it was a hell of a journey to get here. So I guess, you know, yesterday she misses weight pretty badly. Um, I guess the journey back, you just you were like, whatever, let's just... You know, I, I have a thyroid problem myself. I never, I never had the, the, the weight issues. I don't blame Raquel. I don't blame her at all. I'm glad she stepped in the octagon and fight and fought with me here in her hometown, in her in her city. I don't blame her. It can happen to anybody. You know, she's a professional. I respect her. I have the utmost respect for her, and uh, it happens. And uh, I'm glad she's healthy and she recovered. And that's the most important thing. I have no ill towards her. I was never had the moment in my mind that I was not going to fight her. Um, I, I said right away to the to the matchmakers if she's still up to it because in my eyes she looked very bad when I looked at them like oh damn that was a hard weight cut <laughs> you know I was just worried the fight wasn't going to continue I'm glad she's okay she recovered and I hope she gets it under control and she she comes back even better she's a true warrior I know you had a lot of respect for talking about how the fight played out out there I mean uh, you won pretty comfortably in the cards but uh, how, how did you feel your performance. It could, it could, it could have been better. I, I, I didn't expect her to clinch with me this fast because she's a warrior. She always fights, so I didn't. She surprised me and she walked up me right away. So she surprised me. I, she definitely did. But um, you know, I wanted, I wanted to loosen up a little bit. I was a little bit stiff, but 21 months is a long time. But uh, I'm just glad. I, in my opinion, I dominated the fight, and I'm just glad to be back. And uh, I did it, and that's the most important thing. Nice. Last thing for me. I mean, you got a nice little winning streak together now. I know there was a space in there, but you're still on it, you know. So what what comes next? I mean, what, what do you feel you want to do? Are you, are you wanting to stay active, or, or what do you think? I have one fight left on my current UFC contract, so I don't know uh, what, what the UFC has in plans or in stores with me. But for right now, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to call my mom. I'm going to call my love, my friends. I'm going to hug these guys. I'm going to give them a tight, tight hug. I'm gonna drink a beer, and I'm gonna hop on a plane, and I'm gonna go home and hug my family. And then, when the UFC calls me, we'll find out who I fight next. <laughs> I'm not calling anybody out. I will never do that. That's not me. I respect everybody. All right, so there you have it from Jermaine Duran. I mean, she was blind for a bit before this fight, man. That is, uh, that is crazy. I mean, that's not just career ending. I mean, that's life changing. That's, uh, man, that's deep stuff, dude. I was, I was really, you know, you could tell she kind of didn't want to talk about it, but then, you know, it just, it seemed like there was something there that, that, that needed to be heard. So we kind of pushed and prodded a little bit and she finally came out with it. But, um, 
That's crazy. And and again, I mean, I, I, I know, I understand that some people label her as a dirty fighter or label her as, um, you know, a coward even because she didn't want to fight Chris Cyborg. Um, so I understand that not everybody's going to be on her side, but um, that is insane to think that she had to deal with that. So we'll see what comes next for Jermaine Durand. I mean, but she was definitely uh, excited to get the victory and, and fought back the emotion. And we'll also see what comes next for Raquel Pennington. Um, you know, missed weight badly, did not look very good, uh, not look very healthy, I should say, um, you know, at the, at the weight cut. And then, you know, she talked all week long about the, the thyroid issue that she was having. We talked to her a little bit about that uh, in the pre-fight. said she started the, the weight cut from, you know, 175 pounds. And it wasn't something that she intended, but this thyroid issue was causing problems. So, um, you know, Rocky Pennington is tough as they come, but she's had a bad year, um, and she's got to get some things worked out. So I'm um, definitely be interested to, to see what happens with her moving forward. But Neil Darius picked up a decision win over Tiago Moises. Um, listen, dominating control from, from Benil Darius, smart. Um, you know, I was I was a little worried about his chin in this fight, but um, he proved that that was, was no concern and, and eliminated it being a concern by, by really relying on, on a dominant grappling game. You know, it was hunting for the choke, couldn't quite get it, but uh, took home a pretty solid victory over the course of three rounds. And, you know, admitted afterwards, it was a very, very emotional victory for him. It had been two years. Uh, since he had picked up a win, and you know, you go through dark, dark thoughts. You know, he admits if if you want to check out the uh, the full the full interview, it's on uh, our YouTube channel, MMA Junk YouTube channel, uh, and it'll be on the site tomorrow as well. But um, you know, admitted it was there were some dark times, you know, and 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 he had to rely on his faith to kind of get him through it. Um, but uh, that it was tough, and he said he made some some changes ahead of this fight that, that helped out. He did spend three weeks uh, in Colorado getting used to the altitude. He said he kind of went out in the, in the mountains a little bit, so um, he liked getting away like that. He also stopped teaching at his gym during uh, during his preparation process, which he said, you know, uh, had to think about him a little bit, had to think about himself and kind of make some sacrifices and put that to the side, not, not uh, you know, not teach at his gym, which I think is smart. I mean, you, I think – you know, the, good good on you that you've got the gym and that you're building an academy, and, and hopefully that'll take care of you in your post-fighting years. But during the time that you are fighting, uh, man, it's tough. You you got to be a little bit selfish. And I think that's a, a wise decision on his part. So, um, you know, that that fight was uh, promoted to the main card after we lost Joseph Benavides versus Ray Borg. Um, so that one kind of flew under the radar a week, but a big win for Benil Darius. One that did not fly under the radar, Macy Barber, 20-year-old Macy Barber, Macy Barber picking up a, a TKO win over Hannah Cyphers. Um, Macy, I, I, I've said it before, I'm impressed with her. Uh, I, I like what she's capable of doing. I like what she's shown in the past. I like her um, her confidence. I like her, her her willingness to to be to to voice it. You know, to say. Um, what it is that she wants to accomplish and, and to be able to voice it confidently in front of everybody, you know, that, hey, my, my fights matter and I am going to be a champion. So um, good for her, man. I, I thought she looked phenomenal. Uh, Hannah Cyphers, of course, who kind of became a little favorite of ours this week with just her incredible shyness. Um, unbelievable. I was talking to uh, to our buddy Fiasco Jones, who was doing a little bit of video editing on some packages and, you know, he was talking about some of her fights at Titan. 
uh, you know, Kamar Usman was trying to interview her, and, and, and she, she wouldn't even talk. You know, she had to force her coaches to talk for her because she was, like, deathly afraid to say anything. So uh, she showed some toughness. Um, but, you know, she came in as a late notice and, and looks a little undersized for the division as well. It looks like more like a, a natural atom weight. Um, meanwhile, Macy did have problems making weight. Um, she got an extra hour, and with that extra hour, she was able to make it. Um, but, you know, in some, some places, you don't get that extra hour. So uh, she did, and, and she used it, and she needed it. Um, but she says that, you know, she's going to make some dietary changes, so she's actually going to uh, head out to the PI and, and get that fixed up. So, uh, anyway, listen, I, I, I think Macy Barber is, is one to keep an eye on, and so uh, let's take a few minutes and listen to hear what, what she had to say. All right, well, you've been working to get here. you got your, the UFC win under your belt. Give me the idea, the, the emotion. How do you feel right now at this moment? I feel really good, actually. Um, I, I did what I needed to do. We're good. You said you didn't anticipate having any nerves, that you know you have confidence, and so that kind of eliminates that. But uh, tell us how it was. I mean, we hear about octagon jitters all the time, even from veterans. So. Give us an idea of what it felt like tonight. To be honest with you, it felt the same as every other fight that I've done. Um, I just I just belong here, and I, I knew that. Um, yeah. Uh, Hannah was a, a late replacement, but uh, she was she was tough. I mean, what did you think about the matchup and how the fight played out? She was definitely tough. Um, she's absolutely the strongest person I've, I've fought. Um, she's, she's got a different kind of strong, and that was something I noticed a lot um, before the fight and even during the fight. Um, and I wasn't going to lie to myself. I'm like, she's, she's strong. Uh, and I wasn't worried about it necessarily in the power of striking. I was more so worried about it like in the clinch and the wrestling. Um, but I knew technique technique is going to beat power. So, um, yeah, we pulled it off. It was, it was an impressive win. I mean, I'm sure you'll go back and watch it and break it down with your coaches. But right now, saying, how would you assess your performance? Um, I'm not going to be that person that's like, wow, I have a lot to change. But um, because because everyone else in this world, it's, it probably looks pretty amazing. But to me, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of things I, I want to change, and I, I know I, will, I need to, um, especially to continue to grow. Uh, I, I was really happy with the performance, but I can also look back and be like, there's a lot of things that I want to perfect. Right. And talk about Friday. Uh, you know, you did need a little bit extra time to make weight. Uh, just curious, kind of what happened there, and if there's you know if there's a, a concern moving forward, what what happened? Um, that, that's a long story. Uh, my nutrition is, um, I'm going to follow a nutrition plan to the T, and I've had some past nutritionists that have not led me down the right path. Um, and I haven't been able to reverse out of that until now. I'm actually going out to the PI tomorrow or Monday, um, flying out there and getting that figured out so that I have easier cuts. Uh, but this cut was definitely the hardest I've ever had. Uh, I pushed through, and I was not going to step on the scale without, missing, or without making weight. Um, so getting that extra hour was what I needed. Mm -hmm. I needed it all the way up to the last second, and we did it. You still feel like straw weight's your, your long-term home, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have to, um, I have to bump up my calories. Uh, I was on an extremely low-calorie diet, and I never reversed out of it. Um, and that's what we're doing now. So now that I fought in the UFC, I have probably however many weeks to, to get it figured out, I'll reverse it out. Um, and then I'll have an easier cut next time, and, and my cuts will never be a problem again. Last thing for me, we, we know you want Mackenzie Dern. You've made that clear before the fight, after the fight. How soon do you want to fight? It did look like you were walking a little gingerly in here. Is there something to heal up? How, how soon do you um, want to fight? We'll, we'll figure it out. Like I said, I'm going up to the PI uh, at the beginning of the next week. So um, we're going to get it checked out there. And we'll see in terms of dates, but I definitely want to fight her. And like I said, when I was in the Octagon, I want to fight on a big card because that's where I belong. And, um, and that's not being, you know... Like, I want to be on a big card. It's because I, I, I belong on a big card. 
All week you've talked about how you want to be the youngest champion in UFC history. Your division's champion, Rose, was in the crowd. Did you see her at all, or backstage? Uh, I did not, but she's been at a, a, several of my fights. Actually, I fought one of her uh, teammates, um, Audrey Perkins, and she's been in the crowd before when I fought and when I finished. So, so she knows who you are. Yeah. She knows who I am. She does now. Yes, I do. Yeah. What is, what is a big card? I mean, you just fought the main card for your first fight, and you're okay. this. This was a big card, and I mean, this, this is, is this card. is a blood. Yeah, this is this is what I'm talking about um, in terms of big card. Main Absolutely. Card. I mean, yeah. it doesn't get bigger than the 25th year anniversary of the UFC. Um, so yeah, that's what I, this is what I mean. What is your first UFC memory actually? Because you were born after it started. So oh like, boy. I've got to dig through that one because there's a lot of emotions going on right now. Um, honestly, I couldn't tell you the very first one, but uh, I have a lot of memorable fights that I've watched um, on a lot of fighters that I enjoy watching. And each, each and every fight that I watch from the UFC is, is a memorable one for me. So um, there's something to pick up and learn from all of them. And there's um, from technique to uh, the heart of a fighter. So what did you tell Dana? Uh, I told him I get, the fight, I, get, I get one of the bonuses. You didn't ask. You told him. Yeah. I told him that. Just okay. like I told him I got the contract. And, and look where I am. What did he say? He, uh, I, I don't know exactly. There was a couple of things that we, <laughs> we went back and forth on. But... But I'm, I'm pretty sure he might give me one. What did you think of your opponent's demeanor all week? I mean, she didn't really talk much. You, like, you were very comfortable in the media. She gave, like, very one, two-word sentences the whole time. That, that's, that's how she is. I mean, I'm not going to ever judge someone for the way they are. Um, that's who she is, and I am who I am, and it, that, that's just the way it is. I don't, I don't have anything to, you know, I'm not going to pick her apart. Uh, each person has their own personality, and that's their zone. So, so right now, it's just maybe like 45 minutes after your fight. What's what's your biggest memory right now? Is it walking to the arena? Was it the hand raise? Was it the actual fight? Like, what do you, what's what's your one? I don't know your, your favorite memory already. Uh, so far, I mean, I got I got to get the crowd behind me. Um, I got to walk out, and I, I'm happy. Uh, I also remember I was singing her walkout song, <laughs> um, which was a little weird to me. I was like, why am I singing her walkout song? But it was a good song. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I have a lot of memories to take away from this, and it's, it's definitely a fight and an experience I've nev I'll never forget. What did you expect? Like, what happened that you were like, whoa, I didn't, this is weird, like, as far as just like... Um, nothing really shocked me, you know, I, I've learned in my life to just kind of go with the flow, and, and uh, you know, when something, something random pops up, you're like, all right, you know, this is, this is what's going to happen next, and you can't change it, so you might as well go with it. Um, but there was nothing negative that I had happen tonight. Um, yeah, it was overall an amazing experience. All right, Macy Barber, victorious over Hannah Cyphers. Again, uh, I've been high on Macy for a while, and I will, I will continue to ride that bandwagon for now. I thought she looked phenomenal. Hopefully, she'll get the uh, the weight issue. Uh, not that she missed weight, but still, hopefully, she gets addressed like she says she will. Working with the PI. Mike Trezano picked up a split decision win over Luis Pena. Uh, one of four split decisions on the card. And, uh, man, uh, three of those split decisions had 30-27 scores in it, which is wild, including opposing 30-27 to 27 scores in the Eric Shelton versus uh, Joseph Morales fight on Fight Pass. So, crazy. I mean, just 
weird scoring tonight. Uh, I, I thought Mike did, did enough to win this. I think, uh, I believe uh, Steve Morocco was doing our play-by-play -play tonight. He had it 30-27. Uh, Mike Trezano, I, I had it 29-28 as well. So a big win for Mike Trezano, who, uh, man, just a, a, you know, kind of a humble, low-key low dude. And, you know, said, look, this was nothing personal. And, and, and you know, Luis called me out. And, uh, you know, I was happy to beat him, you know. And um, I, I think it's good. For, for Mike, you know, now you don't have that question of, well, are you the rightful winner of Tough 27? Because uh, Violent Bob Ross was saying he should have been the guy. So uh, Mike gets to answer that question with this. Uh Mike's camp, by the way, was a little a little salty after they got done interviewing with us backstage. They said, uh, "Hey, what? And, you know, you guys need to make sure and, and have have uh, have Mike's story covered before the fight next time." You know, I saw a lot of Pena stuff out there, and I didn't see much of Trezano. So um, I don't know. I, I, you know, we actually wrote about both of them, but I don't know if some other websites only wrote about uh, Luis and didn't write about Mike, but. His corner was a little bit salty about it, man. No question about it. Ashley Yoder picked up a uh, split decision win over Amanda Cooper. She was also one of the split decisions. Um, she was very emotional as well. You know, this was a fight that she definitely wanted to win. I know Amanda Cooper was uh, kind of beside herself that she didn't win. She thought for sure she had. Uh, Ashley Yoder was 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 great, though, man. She had Pat Berry and, and Rose Namajunas in the back. Um, her, her coach, Ricardo Feliciano, um, longtime grappling coach under Dan Henderson wasn't able to make the fight. I had actually spoken to him earlier in the week, and he had some. Uh, I think he, his passport was taken out of his car, and uh, because of that, he wasn't able to travel. And so she was kind of beside herself, man. She lost a coach, and she outlined the fact that you know there was something even wrong with her shorts. I mean, just everything, <laughs> everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But uh, she credited. Uh, Pat Berry and Rose Namajunas and their whole team um, for really kind of adopting her basically and, and helping to look out for her and um, you know they they helped corner her tonight in absence of her coach so uh, she was she was very thankful of it hard fight close fight um, you know and and uh, a, a big moment for her to pick up this win so she was she was definitely very emotional now um, the one you got to talk about Bobby Moffitt defeats Chaz Skelly and man this Dars choke it's tough and we were watching it all live as it unfolded it was funny because we actually had uh Davi Davi and actually I, I always call him Ramos but I forget it is uh, Davi Hamos uh but Davi Ramos we had he was back there it was funny he was coming back after his win and how impressive did Davi look I told you guys I love me some John Gunther but Davi I, I believe he's the truth man I believe he's gonna do big things uh, but he happened to be walking back just as that dart choke was happening. And so, you know, we asked Davi, what do you see? You know, d d watch this replay. What do you see? Look what happened. And he watched it, and he said, I think he went out just for a second. I think Chas Kelly went out just for a second. Um, but it's so tough to tell. You know, Bobby Moffitt gets the dart choke. You know, he's, he's trying to turn um, and hook the legs to get the extra uh, torque on it. Chas Kelly is circling trying to keep free and then as he explains it um gets to a position and relaxes and and that moment of him relaxing is is when the fight was was waved off so um i, I don't want to disrespect bobby moff here because bobby moff uh carried himself with class man he did say listen i i uh you know i it's not my job you know it's kind of a typical line like hey it's not for me to say who won if it was right if it was wrong that sort of thing um 
But I wanted to hear from Chaz because Chaz gets fired up and, and he's upset and, and he apologizes for his emotional outburst. Um, but you can certainly understand where he's coming from. Again, it does cost you half your check. So um, he's, he's pretty fired up. And um, I don't know, just I think it makes sense to let him explain uh, in his words what, what was going on. Because I think when you hear it from Chaz, it sounds pretty damn convincing. All right, Chaz, well, I know it's still kind of fresh right now, but it sounds like you, you kind of got control of yourself even in just the little time you've had. How, yeah. What's the emotion like for you right now? Well, it sucks, you know, to come out here and put in a camp like this. This was a very hard camp for me. I was sick the whole time, and uh, it was very emotional for me. Even making weight was like an emotional experience for me. So this was an emotional fight. Uh, uh, I had a lot to prove to myself that I could I could just dig it out, and I, I, I really wanted this to be a tough, hard fight. And for it to end the way that it did is, is sad. You know, I, I'm sure I'll go through the steps and try to appeal it first thing in the morning. Um, but, you know, it's I don't want to take anything away from Bobby. I think he fought a great fight. Uh, I think he's improved a lot. His striking's improved a lot. And, and he's a tough fighter, so I don't want to take anything away from the guy. He came out and he fought a tough fight, and I had his back the whole first round. And, and to be able to defend when I have your back, that you're pretty good at defending your back because I can choke anybody from there. So... Uh, I really don't want to take anything away from the guy, but I will say I wasn't out. I wasn't close to being out. Uh, it was tight when he first sat through with it. It's kind of like a Mars position. Uh, when he first sat through with it, my arm was across. It was very tight. Uh, when I got my arm out and I extended, that took a lot of the pressure off, and I was relaxing because I knew the only way anybody who rolls, I mean, come on, guys, I know somebody in here has to do jiu-jitsu. If, if a guy's got a Mars like that, and, and, he's already, and he's burning his arms out. The guy was squeezing for probably a straight minute. His arms, by the time that the ref pulled him off of me, he was, he was about to let go. It wasn't tight anymore. He had, he had already let go of half of his squeeze, so I relaxed. I, I, see what they're, I see what they're saying, but I was here, and I came here, and I just relaxed. If he would have tried to walk his feet to my feet, I would have stiffened up. I would have walked my feet away. I mean, it's basic. It's basic stuff here. So, did the ref give you an exact explanation of what he saw or why he made this? He said that he saw my eyes flutter. Is what he said. And when you watch the replay, you don't. I don't need to watch the replay. I said, "There's no fucking way my eyes fluttered because I wasn't in any way, shape, or form out." I, I remember the whole the whole thing. I remember exactly what happened. I know exactly what was going through my mind. I was defending it perfect. And when I got here. There's no, I was going to wait for him to let go. He was going to burn his arms out. We're at elevation. He was squeezing for a straight minute. You squeeze for a minute like that, and, you, and then you let me on top of you, it's going to be a long rest of the fight, I'll tell you that. So at that moment, the exact moment, the squeeze wasn't that tight? No, no, no. And when, as soon as he let me go, I said, what the fuck are you doing? You know? And the ref was like, you, uh, 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 I'm sorry, I thought you were out. And I said, yeah, you should be fucking sorry. That's half of my check. You know, this isn't, this isn't something where I come in and I fight and, and I make my whole check regardless of what happens. If he fucks up, I lose half of my check. That's, fam that's money for my family. That's money for me. You know, these fight camps are expensive. Now I got to go through a whole nother fucking fight camp, and I basically just barely paid for this one. You know? I know you said you wanna, you're going to go through the appeal process. Or yeah. You're sure they're going to make that. Is, is, is this a fight that you want to run back? I mean, do you feel oh, like I'd love to run it good? back, but yeah. I, I, would, I would love to run this fight back more than anything. But he's a young guy, and he's got a young career. And if I'm in his shoes... I say, I'm moving on, bro. I mean, I'm not going to go and rematch somebody that they, you know, I, I would think that if they called it a no contest, he would want to. If they don't call it a no contest, I don't think he would want to, and I, I don't blame him. But do I want to? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, come on. 
Do you think in story play some of that is needed in the sport for stuff like this? Uh, I do, but if you got a bunch of fucking dumbasses stand, sitting around the camera, they can't can't overturn something that's already happened. Then what's the point? What did you make of your performance up until then? Uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm just a little heated. I don't, you know, I'm not calling anybody a dumbass. I don't even know who was looking at the camera. I'm just saying, I don't see how, by from watching that video, I don't see how they couldn't see. I wasn't out, especially the immediate reaction. When you're choked out, you're fucking choked out. If you're unconscious, you're unconscious. You're not immediately like, what's going on? The ref's not immediately apologizing to you. So, so I'm sorry, what's the next question? Uh, what'd you think of your performance up until that moment? Uh, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. First round, I think I could have pushed a little harder for the finish. He was doing a good job of defending. And then when he stood up, I had I was intertwined there. And so it was kind of a tough spot for me to advance. And so I was just laying, laying a little rabbit punches. Obviously, I won the first. Uh, the second, I came out and I kind of relaxed. You know, I wanted him to push, push a little bit. And I actually wanted him to shoot. And I was going to start a scramble from there. And when I got caught on my butt, I was perfectly fine. I just, so I, I reversed the position. I got on top. Uh, he hit the Mars, which I would have ended up on top anyways. But... Um, eh, you know, I think it was good for, for the, for the camp I had, uh, these guys, my coaches and my teammates, they pushed me as hard as they possibly could. And I'm very grateful for that. But, uh, you know, I was sick a lot of the camp and my body just, uh, it was having a hard time. So, uh, I think I was doing good under the circumstances, but could I have done a lot better? Sure. Are you hoping to take time off then if you were sick? <sighs> no, I, I'm just hitting my stride. Uh, you know, he caught me with a couple good shin kicks there, and I would like for that swelling to go down, but I'm going to be right back in the gym. I actually, like, the last two weeks, I actually just started hitting my stride to where I, was, I felt like I was kind of coming back into my own because after this injury, you know, I had such a long layoff and my body just wasn't responding well, but it is now, and I, I can't wait to get back to the gym. So for the record, it was the rest that it was your eyes fluttering, He's, not the arm. Yes, so he... he, he looked like you grabbed your that's so after yeah after they came back he said uh he said something about my arm but when he stopped it i said what the fuck and he's like i'm sorry uh i thought you were out he said i thought i saw your eyes fluttering i was like well my eyes weren't fucking fluttering that's exactly what happened at that moment uh after they watched the replay i think i remember somebody saying something like oh no when i was talking to uh felder on the side of the cage he said well, it kind of looks like your arm went limp. I said, well, I was fucking relaxing. Uh, you know, uh, when you're caught in a submission, you don't want to, uh, you know, when you're caught in a choke, you don't want to be, I'm not going to flex and bust out of it, you it know? They're going to align some criticism of what people that say you were out. It was because you didn't flex your arm. Yeah, I was relaxing. I, I, I was out. I wasn't choked. I wasn't choking, and I just relaxed. I mean, I do it all the time in practice. Anybody who rolls and has been caught and choked and, and just waited it out has done it. That's what you do. I was going to say, being that so much high-level jiu-jitsu kind of is about staying calm in those situations. Yeah. And going back, as far as officials go, do you think there's a better way to go about that? I mean, we've had that system of... I think that what he could have done is checked me. I think that he could have... I could have talked to him at that point. If he had said... I mean, there's sometimes that you can't. But if he had said anything to me, he didn't say anything to me. If he had said anything to me, I would have said, I'm okay. I told him in the locker room before, he said... He told me this in the locker room before. He said, D if you're caught in something, don't, if I hear you yelling anything, I'm going to figure it's a verbal submission. I said, I have a tendency to say, I'm okay, I'm okay. And he said, well, if I hear you yelling or scream or anything, I'm going to assume that it's a verbal submission. So you don't want me to talk? You do want me to talk? Will you want me to relax? You want me to flex and bust out of it? What do you want me to do?
What happened to your elbow? I heard it was Tommy John. You don't really hear that much. Yeah, Tom. Well, uh, when I was fighting uh, Jason Knight, the first like minute and a half of the fight, uh, I went to do a standing pass. I took him down. I went to stand up, and he just threw like a what? He went to throw a triangle up, and I, I stood up out of it. And I left my arm dangling. He just grabbed it, popped his hips in, just like a weird thing, freak thing, and it just pop, pop, pop. It uh, broke in the joint and it tore the major uh yeah lin ligaments or tendons or something running my elbow so i had like a baseball pitcher surgery right. yeah Thanks, sorry guys if i you know i just feel a little emotional it's half my fucking paycheck so so there you go chess skelly believes you know a, a, a wrong was definitely made here and i'll be honest at first i i did think kind of the same thing that he briefly went limp um and he says i was just relaxing and and that is true i mean you do need to relax in that position and get yourself some space but i thought he went limp briefly now he, he says that the referee told him it was uh, a fluttering in his eyes i didn't see that i, I definitely didn't see that so um it's just a, a a tough spot man i guess you know if you're thinking that maybe it's close you know it is just a blood choke like you, you could just kind of leave it a little bit longer to make sure. You know, we've seen that happen before. But, I mean, we're so critical of referees when they don't get in quick enough. You know, I hate to be wearing on them to need to let things go longer because fighter safety is paramount. But you, you just feel bad for a guy. And you heard Chaz lay it out there. I mean, everything they had to battle through. And then, you know, to not get to take home all his money, man, it, it definitely does suck. And, again, Bobby Moffitt, very respectful. Um, you know, he did say, I, I think I won this fight pretty clearly. Um you know the use of instant replay was used, which that's good. You know, glad to see that they that, that, that they that they did. They brought it in. I just don't know if they got it right. And and seeing the instant replay in action, I mean, I, I guess there's going to be some times when when instant replay is used where it's you know painfully clear and obvious, and and a fix is made and a change is made, and that's good. Here, I I don't know. It's such a judgment call. You know, I don't know what they could have done to to overturn it. So. Um, interesting to see the instant replay used, but not really impacting anything either. So, um, just a, a bad situation. I, I'd like to see him run it back, to be honest with you. I mean, I think Chaz laid it out why Bobby probably wouldn't want to, but, um, I'd love to see him do it again, you know, and hopefully do it again relatively soon. Cause, um, you know, I don't think either one of the guys is hurt. So, um, crazy situation for sure, man. Crazy situation. As we said, Davi Hamos looked phenomenal. Uh, again, I, keep your eye on him. I, I really do think he's capable of, of, of great things. Devontae Smith looked uh, incredible as well. Man, that's two very impressive performances for him in a row. Uh, Eric Shelton now with American Top Team. Uh, he's had three split decisions in his short UFC career, man, but he came out on the right end of this one. And uh, Mark De La Rosa started the night off with a win over Joby Sanchez. Again, a split decision that um, – I didn't understand, <laughs> to be honest with you. I just thought I uh, didn't think it, it should be a, a split decision. I thought it was very clear that he won, and uh, Mark De La Rosa was having some fun in there, man. He really was. He was talking a little bit. He started yelling at the, the other at his opponent's corner. You know, his, his corner was like, he likes that, you know, and and uh, just kind of messing with him, and, and he answered back at him, I love it, I love it. So, anyway, it was, it was good stuff, man. It was a great way to start the night off. So, uh, listen – Fantastic card, it really was. I mean, I know on paper uh, people weren't necessarily excited uh, about the card, but I thought it delivered top to bottom. And, again, those last two fights especially, just absolutely incredible. So good stuff, good stuff. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed our coverage all week long from Denver. I am actually going to uh, 
try and get some sleep now and send this uh all this good stuff off to, to my man cold coffee like i said i think he's sleeping now but hopefully you'll get this bad boy all edited together and you can listen to it uh, on your sunday afternoon in the meantime thanks for listening <laughs>